Hello, and welcome back to another podcast brought to you by JMFA. I am Maggie Thompson, Client Success Manager, and today I have with me Jennifer Peoples, Director of Implementation, and Donna Summerall, Senior Implementation Manager. How are you doing today, ladies? Great. Thanks, Maggie. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. Hey, Maggie. I'm doing good. Thanks for inviting me. Uh, you're Both of you are so welcome. Can each of you take just a brief moment to tell us a little bit about what you do for JMFA and our clients? Uh, Jennifer, would you like to get us started? Sure. Thanks, Maggie. Uh, well, I um, supervise the, the implementation department that, that assists our clients uh, during the implementation phase of an overdraft privilege program. Um, and also, you know, that, that could be at the beginning of the project, but also, um, you know, during times when there's, you know, significant changes, such as with the core conversion. Um, Donna, would you like to elaborate a little more on what an implementation manager does? Sure. Thanks, Jennifer. Well, there's lots of steps to implement overdraft privilege, but in short, we provide our clients the tools, support, and the guidance needed to implement a successful and compliant program. Well, ladies, we know that our clients can take advantage of our contract optimizer service to convert or search to identify a new core processor. However, I thought it was important to get our implementation experts together to talk about what we do to support our clients through that process related to their overdraft privilege program. This leads me to something uh, I want to clarify a little bit. Can you discuss the different ways a core conversion can affect your overdraft privilege program? Sure, Maggie. Well, first off, you know, your new core may have not have the same functionality or capabilities that your current core processor has available. Uh, for example, uh, you might be offering a, an introductory limit, say $100 at account opening, and that's an automated process to take, you know, to offer that limit and increase it to a higher limit. Um, but your new core may or may not have that functionality. Um, addition, or, you know, alternatively, your old core may have had more limited functionality, and now this is an option that can be automated. So, you know, that's, that's a good example. Um, also, you know, you might not be able to allow overdraft privilege limits through the same channels that you were previously able to. Or, you know, alternatively, maybe your current core has restrictions that the new core doesn't. So those are all things that we want to take into consideration to ensure, you know, that we're getting the maximum functionality and performance out of your program. Donna, could you tell me a little bit about the steps that one of our clients should take when they're considering a decision to change core providers? Sure, absolutely. And that's a great question, Maggie. The first step would be for the client to contact us at least 24 months before the expiration of their contract. Um, we would then schedule a meeting with uh, the client and, and Kelly Flynn. You know, Kelly is one of our uh, contract negotiation experts, and she has lots of experience with the core providers. Um, Kelly can help the client with the core search, um, help with the contract negotiation so that we can get the best pricing for our clients. And I've had several clients use this service. Most of all, we're they were all pleased with the service. And of course, it's because we were able to save them lots of money. Well, if there's anything I know about our bank and credit union friends is they do enjoy saving money. <laughs> uh, I have a follow-up question for you, Donna. Once a client has decided on their core and their official conversion date, we know when everything is going to switch. 
how soon in advance of that core conversion date should they begin the implementation process of converting the overdraft privilege program with JMFA? Well, there's so much involved in a core conversion. I mean, it's almost like implementing a whole new program all over again. So the process should really begin within 90 to 180 days prior to the go-live date for the new core. But of course, the earlier the clients involve us, the better. So as soon as possible. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> I hear that call to action as soon as possible. <laughs> now, Jennifer, what are some of the pieces of information and resources that JMFA will need from our clients to ensure it's a smooth transition for their overdraft privilege program? Well, in essence, you know, when you're going through a core conversion, it's almost like implementing a brand new program, as Donna indicated. But you know, just a short list of things to consider would be, you know, we'd have to, again, remove, review any automated processes that are currently in place in your current core processor. Uh, we would want to review all the scripts, or also called repgens or jobs, that activate and deactivate the overdraft privilege limits um, to make sure we have comparable, you know, functionality set up in your new core. We'd want to confirm that your overdraft protection is still um, like like a transfer from a line of credit or a savings account is always accessed before the overdraft privilege limits are used. Testing is you know critical, and uh, of course we want to test this to ensure that the Reggie um, functionality is uh, working correctly, so that we are sure that fees are being charged you know correctly for ATM and one-time debit card transactions. We also want to make sure we set up those overdraft privilege exclusion codes. That's something that gets forgotten a lot, but they're really important to ensuring that we understand if an account's not in the program, why it's not in the program. Um, also, very important, we need a new import file for the privilege manager software, so we're going to have to work with you know the, the team to get that file. And you know we want to make sure, again, that we have access to the overdraft privilege limits for all transaction types. This is a great opportunity, again, as I've stated before, maybe your current core has some limitations for the transactions for which it can offer overdraft privilege and the new core has more functionality. So hopefully that's the case. But if not, then we'll need to update your letters and disclosures accordingly. And, um, you know, lastly, I mean, there's just going to be new procedures for the frontline staff. So we're going to need to help update those and, and assist with, with the training um, on those procedures. So again, there's just, you know, that's just a, just a handful of the many things that we would want to be looking for uh, and working on during the core conversion. That sounds like a lot of information uh, that we do need, Jennifer. And it does sound like a, another miniature implementation, but I know that we have the resources and the right people here at JMFA to help our clients get the job done. Uh, Follow-up question for you, Jennifer. Are there any common obstacles that our clients typically have to overcome during these conversions that you've seen and can tell us about? Well, sure. Um, you know, some of those tie back to the items I listed before, but I mean, something as simple as, you know, your paid and returned overdraft fee names may change. Sometimes the client, the, the new core has limitations on, you know, what those fee names can be. And so then therefore you have to go and make sure that you've updated all of your your letters, your disclosures, your schedule of fees, etc. Sometimes even the website. Um, also, the ways the account holders can access the limit. I mean, again, don't we don't want to assume that 
overdraft privilege will still be available for all those transaction types. So, you know, the importance of testing overdraft privilege for each transaction type cannot be overstated. Um, and again, the the field, you know, the the fields that uh, control Regulation E and and uh, you know maybe your current core has an option where you can identify people that have not made a reggie decision versus those that uh, have actually declined to give consent for reggie um, if the new core doesn't have that functionality then you've got to look at well how are we going to identify people that have not made a decision so we don't you know continue to solicit people that have are you know have already told us no for reggie um, and then you know again the criteria to determine an account holder's eligibility may change depending on, you know, the functionality that's available in the core. So again, we can't ever, you know, assume that those things are going to be the same necessarily. And we've got to, you know, work with the new, you know, your core transition team and testing to make sure that we've um, really identified, you know, any changes and correctly adjusted your, your letters and disclosures accordingly. Donna, since Jennifer told us a little bit about some of those common obstacles, how do you and all of our friends in implementation help our clients to overcome them? Well, the implementation team really works closely with our clients and their core provider to ensure everything is set up correctly. You know, we provide testing procedures so that we can confirm program is working as it should and um, you know the core is um, made all the changes needed to have a successful program operating for the client. Teamwork makes the dream work right Donna? That's right. <laughs> There's no I in team. <laughs> That's right ma'am. All right well let me ask this also because I think it's just important in the end why should our, our clients come to us when they are converting and not attempt to complete this conversion on their own. Um, Donna, let's start with you. What do you think? Well, um, if the changes in the core aren't installed correctly, obviously it, it could result in loss of revenue for the client. Uh, some of the changes in the core could also potentially impact their program's compliance. So, you know, we, we ensure our clients have a fully disclosed and, and compliant program. And in my opinion, you can't go wrong letting JAMFA lead the way through a successful core conversion. I couldn't agree with you more. Jennifer, did you have any thoughts on that question? Well, I think just that, you know, the earlier you involve JAMFA, you know, the better and the fewer surprises and pitfalls you'll encounter along the way. So, you know, just let us, you know, help you along the way and hopefully lessen your your load when it comes to the overdraft privilege component of your core conversion. <laughs> Excellent. Wow, this has been such an interesting discussion today. And I want to take the time to just say thank you to both of you. I know how busy you are, but D Donna and Jennifer, thank you so much for your time today. It was our pleasure. Thanks, Maggie. Thank you so much, Maggie. You are very welcome. And thank you to my listeners for being with us today. If you'd like more information or to provide any feedback about this episode, please contact your JMFA Relationship Manager or click the link below. Until next time.